Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcoming back now to the Overnight Crowd, one of our regular contributors, because we're heading into AFLW time. It does start this weekend. Get around it. It's perfect because, look, the AFL men's is on a bit of a break before the finals fund begins. So Alex Catalano has joined us again to give us a look ahead at what we should expect from season seven of the AFLW. Alex, great to have you on board once again. Great to be here, Jen. It's been a it almost felt like it's been you know years, but also like it's been a week uh, since the previous season ended. So very very happy to see it. Mixed feelings, I think, still a bit across the competition. But um, from speaking to a bunch of players over the past few weeks, it seems like everyone's pretty much raring to go. Well, it's the first time for the the women. We've got all of the sides in place, so a, a huge amount of football to to watch for you as someone who has been involved so heavily from a journalistic perspective. Is that a good thing for you? You know, it's so much more footy for you to get around. Yeah, there is a lot of footy going on. I mean, it's been a big build-up to this season as well in particular. Nine games every week, even though we've just finished nine games every week for the men's is a lot. But uh, no, it's, it's an exciting season, I think, like we've talked about so many times, four new teams coming in, everybody sort of has got a stake in the competition now. So I think just for that alone, it'll be worth the extra two games every weekend. Well, the storyline of the men's, of course, this weekend had to be that Carlton Magpies game on Sunday. The the huge crowd, the roller coaster of emotions that both sides went through and the Western Bulldogs went through watching it. And that's how we begin AFLW Season 7. Like they couldn't have scripted it better. Scripted it, better. it is Carlton taking on the Magpies on Thursday. No, they really couldn't have, and I'm sure they'll be hoping for a better result um, in this one, Carlton, but I don't think they're going to get it. Um, I, you know, I think just the amount of losses they've had in this off-season, uh, it's going to hurt. And while I think they've got a few good signs, the back line's still looking good. I'm really interested to see how the combination of um, Darcy Vestio and Phoebe McWilliams goes in the forward line, but I just think the way that midfield's been decimated, Lucy McFoy and Lily Goss are both injured too, so... Yeah, it might be a little bit makeshift in there. I've got the Pies winning on Thursday night, but I can't wait just to get there and see AFLW footy again. That'll be the game I'll be covering for the round, and I cannot wait. I agree with you, though. I don't think Carlton are going to get a chance to celebrate over over Collingwood rivals just yet. Uh, I think a tough season ahead for Carlton, and we'll get to some predictions a little bit later on. But the rest of the round goes like this. Friday night, it's the grand final rematch. Crows and the Melbourne Demons, and I still think these two teams are contenders coming into this year, big contenders. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, a little bit of leadership, a little bit of the veteran heads lost from Adelaide, but the amount of talent they've got on that list, uh, I think it's going to be interesting on Friday night, given that uh, the Crows, obviously, strong practice match showing against Port, but lost their other one to 
uh, north. So, you know, it's a practice game. You never really know what it says too much, but it should be a fierce, fierce battle. I'm very, very keen for that game. Into Saturday, North Melbourne take on the Suns. The West Coast Eagles will host Port Adelaide, one of the new sides. The Swans, a new side, will host St Kilda. And we have on the Saturday evening at Marvel Stadium, Essendon and Hawthorne, two new teams going up against each other. So one of them will get their season off to a success unless we have a draw. I think, um, yeah, that'd be something crazy, (laughs) wouldn't it? No, I think, uh, all bias aside, I am backing the Bombers to take out the win in their first ever game. Uh, I think there's great games, though, really competitive matchups, I think, across the whole day. I think, obviously, the Suns might look a bit sluggish to start the year, but West Coast, I'm really keen to see where they're at. Um, And same thing with St. Kilda against a new side in Sydney. It's a really good opportunity, I think, for both of those teams. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Again, I think Essendon would, would get through on that one. Sunday, the Western Bulldogs take on GWS Giants. Lions take on Frio. That should be a pretty good game as well. And Geelong versus Richmond to round out the first round of AFLW Season 7. Yeah, good games on the Sunday as well. Geelong and Richmond in particular, two teams I think might be on the up this year, so I'm keen to see how they go. And the Cats do have a little bit of the wood over the Tigers, so I don't know. It could be an interesting result there to finish off the round. So let's go through some of your predictions here. Let's get the crystal ball out. Alex's crystal ball for the for the year. Your top eight, I suppose. Who who do you think are going to be the most likely to contend for finals this year? Yeah, it's going to be interesting with the top eight because I think given the, the bottom end of the teams last year, I think we're going to see at least a couple of new teams in there. This year, I can't see the some of the inaugural teams like the Bulldogs or... Carlton um, or the Giants for that matter cracking the top eight so I've got a few sides in here who have never made finals before Uh, starting from eight I think Port Adelaide given their fixture have got a really really strong chance of making finals in their first season Uh, then I've got Richmond Collingwood North Melbourne I think would North while they'll drop a few more games than they would have usually I think they'll still be a contender in there and Collingwood even without uh, Britt Benich and Bree Davey still a really strong side to contend with uh, I did run through the fixture before I jumped on, and surprisingly, I've got Geelong winning enough games to crack up into the top four this really? year. I think their list, where it's at at the moment, I think they've gained a few really key pieces. I think they're really building something at Cadinia Park. So I've got them winning seven games for the year, and that's enough uh, to put them in the top four. It could go either way. I think maybe they could drop into that fifth to eighth range. But regardless for me, I think they're making finals this year. Uh, and then the top three is the, the three big guns, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne. Uh, they will absolutely be finishing top four. They'd be my locks in there. And one of those three, I think, is going to be premiers this year. So you've got Fremantle missing out on the eight? Yes, Freo probably my, my big miss. Looking at the fixture, there's a couple of games I think that can go either way. No Antonios for possibly... The majority of the season is a big worry for mine. Uh, and then you take, obviously, Steph Kane and Gemma Houghton out of the uh, the equation as well. And I think it's just the back line's still looking really, really strong. The midfield group is solid. Um, but the forward line, I've just got some questions over. And the outsiders, too, without Kane and, and Ebony, uh, is going to be very, very hard. I think a lot of young players are going to have to step up for them to, to reach finals again this year. And I think that for them too, they need everything now to go right for the health of their list because they're right at the tipping point of too many of their best players injured. Um, So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I still have them probably battling out 
maybe your Collingwood, Richmond, Port Adelaide for those spots. So that might be that that four that I think are fighting for the six, seven, eight potentially there. I don't mind your yeah. shout of Geelong going through because of their draw, definitely. Now, on the flip side, what about the bottom four? Because a lot would make the assumption, well, it'll just be the expansion side to be bottom four, but it, it I don't think it will. Yeah, I think the bombers of the the remaining three, I've got a bit higher up the ladder. I think about four wins is about the mark where I'd expect them uh, this year. Sydney and Hawthorne, though, I think will have it a little bit tougher, and I think both of them will uh, be around that that bottom four mark. I think, unfortunately, as well, Gold Coast, just the amount of turnover on the list this year, it's going to be really, really hard for them to keep winning games. I think they're due to, to drop back down, which is unfortunate because I've been a big fan of the Suns um, since they've come to the competition. But I think this year is just going to be really, really hard. Uh, and the other one I have dropping down is probably going to be Carlton. With the amount of injuries they've copped this preseason already, they've got a pretty tough fixture. They play, I think they play four finalists from uh, season six, which is not ideal, especially early on. Um, they've got a really, really hard ride. So, for mine, I think Carlton are not going to be able to win enough games. They can probably win two or three, but I think that middle pack up the ladder is going to be pretty competitive and pretty tough to, to jump if you're not winning more than two games. Yeah, the other concerns for me, I suppose, of teams that have existed for a while, the Giants, uh, for, for one, for me, one of the original teams along with Carlton that have to probably work their way through the season and find their way into the middle of the ladder. Um, and then West Coast Eagles, a team that continue, have had such huge turnover every year. They look like it's a little bit in the right direction this year. There's some quality players in their list, but that's one for mine that I reckon, especially the new expansion teams will be targeting West Coast. Yeah, the Eagles, I think, will, will have a tough as well, but I can see them looking at their fixture. A few games they might lo- might have lost in previous years, I think they probably can... Look to to draw out a few wins here and there. Hawthorne, I think, is a winnable game um, for them. They've beaten the Bulldogs before, and I think they could give them a real run too. Uh, So I wouldn't rule them out of a couple of wins, but, yeah, they're probably mixing around that bottom four bracket for me as well. So are you brave enough to go your early call on who will win the entire Season 7? Last year I had Melbourne making the grand final, and they did and lost it. Uh, I think they'll make it again this year and win it. I think it'll be similar to Brisbane where they had to try a couple of times before they they got there and actually won it. Uh, But I think this year they can do it on their second go. So I think it's going to be the deeds for mine. Uh, Best and fairest? Oh, Best and fairest is a hard one. Last year uh, was sort of weighing up. Uh, by the start of the year, I think by about round two or three, I thought Batesy's surely got to do it. But early on, I was had absolutely no clue. <laughs> I've gone Jamie Lambert this year, though, for the best and fairest. I think she's going to be such a focal point of that midfield group. She's not going to have Davy and Venici taking votes off of her. Uh, she's obviously a player that really draws eyes of spectators and umpires alike. So I think at the current moment, it'll probably change by round two. <laughs> but uh, Jamie Lambert's my early, early crow for the best and fairest. I think one of mine that for some reason just keeps coming up in my thoughts is Mon Conti to go, uh, go even better than last year. And with Richmond, maybe some yeah. more success to get, get some more notice and some votes. Conti was one of my predictions before the start of the season, and I think she very well could. That Richmond midfield looks very, very nice. What about Rookie of the Year? Well, there's been a bit of a pattern the past few seasons where it hasn't been a first-year player that's won it, and I think we might see that carry forward 
uh, into this season too. A lot of people saying Montana Ham, and definitely I can understand that given the amount of potential. When you go pick one, you're obviously um, looked at as the best player in the draft. Ella Roberts, another one who's been really highly picked. But I'm going to go with one of her West Coast teammates because she didn't get uh, a nomination last year, so she's still eligible. Uh, Charlie Thomas, from all accounts, has taken massive, massive strides this preseason. Uh, I think she's definitely a shot. I went her last year because I just think she's going to be such a superstar of the competition. But yeah, I went one year too early. So yeah, I'm happy with, I'm happy with that. I think we're going to see another side to Charlie Thomas. I love what Ella Roberts brings alongside for that, for her, some of that youth. But the other one for me, um, it's funny. It's a West Australian theme in this sense was maybe Abby Dowrick who will be playing over at Port Adelaide is my smoky. Oh, Abby Derrick is a very good selection. She was probably my standout port player in that practice game um, outside of Gemma Houghton and Erin Phillips, obviously, the big guns in there. But she was amazing. If I had to choose someone a bit closer to home, someone Victorian, uh, Paige Scott is really standing out to me from the Bombers at the moment. Uh, She just plays with such explosiveness that I think she might have an inconsistent season uh, and maybe the Rising Star voters uh, value consistency a little bit more. Uh, for someone like a Jasmine Fleming, who's definitely going to be getting in and under, getting 20 touches every week. But I think if Scott can play to that high level every week, she'll be right up there too. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you for getting your crystal ball out and getting through your predictions as well. Um, And I look forward to now chatting with you weekly and to review the games and look ahead and follow all the storylines. Thanks so much for contributing here on the Overnight Crowd. We're lucky to have you. I cannot wait, and I can't wait for all my predictions to be proven wrong by about (laughs) halfway through the year, as they always are. I have written them all down in my notes app so that we can refer to them later. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, thanks for your time. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum covering off a great preview for AFLW. Let us know your thoughts. What team are you following? Do you think Melbourne can win it this year as Alex does and do you have a best and fairest potential to, to name for us? Let me know, one 736 736 or text in on 0433 We'll be back on the Overnight Crowd just after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.